What's up, everybody? Welcome to Neighborly Discourse with Billy and Steve. I am Billy. And I am Steve. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Did you, How do you feel about the whole queen dying thing? Um, She died. That's not, you know, she's dead. That sucks. Right. But, like, in your family, like, in you, the time growing up, did you guys ever spend much time worrying about no, no, nothing at all. Never not talked even, about it. Not even a little bit. Because man, you were young <laughs> when Diana was around, so I don't even know if that was even in your yeah. yeah I remember she in died. your in your radar. I remember she got into a car accident. Right. That's all I know about her. But, I mean, but your parents never talked about her. They never got into it or anything like that. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's funny because that that was something that never interested me at all. Like I never got into the monarch. You know, didn't even understand why we would have monarchs. Uh, monarchies and whatnot. And well, I, we we don't. They do. No, when I say we, I mean like the world. Like, why would in modern time, like if you, if you, most of history has been monarchs. Okay. Some sort of autocrat. Most most history, right? And yeah. so in modern time, that's like, I don't even understand how that how it flies. You know. Well, because you are. When you're the beneficiary of it, you're the only one that has the op- the uh, ability to change it. Why would you change it? Interesting. Listen, let me tell like you. America was brand new, so they came over. Hey, listen, there's no one person that can rule forever. Let's keep it that way. But everybody else has been established. Right. And if you're in power, do you want to just relinquish your power like that? Well, here's what's interesting. Two things. One, um, Around the turn of the 20th century, mm-hmm. there were a lot of governments that fell, a lot of monarchies that fell. Yeah. Where the people was like, yo, we ain't having this. <laughs> you know oh, no, what I'm yeah, saying? you have mutinies or you have. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we ain't having this. And, yeah. and so it was really questionable whether or not um, England was going to stand, you know, going into the 20th century. It okay. was very, very questionable whether they're going to stand. And because of the king at the time and because of the people, really, you know, they decided as a nation, that it was important to have a monarchy. Because they could have easily went the same way as, you know, I can name a handful of countries that yeah. lost their monarchy uh, you know, towards the end of the 19th century. They could have easily went that direction, but instead they decided that we're going we're gonna to keep this. There's a legitimacy that having a monarchy offers us, and so they kept it. But the second side of that is that the United States, very specifically to your point, recognized that having that men are evil and having power consolidated around one individual was not a very wise thing to do. That history has shown that even if you have a good king, yeah, ultimately you're going to have a bad king yeah. and there's no way to get rid of that bad king, you know, and you can have a succession of bad kings or queens, you know, so it's like we're going to have separation of state and, and no matter what happens, the, the odds of having everything bad all at one time, like we're in right now, should be rare. You know, it shouldn't be the norm, you know? And so they they literally went into it knowing that they did not want to have this type of system. So, yeah, it's very interesting, very interesting. It's very interesting to see how much coverage we're going to get out there. Oh, there's going to be a bunch. I mean, people people went nuts when when they got married over there. So my guess is they're going to be very... You, you know, mean, uh, whoever the uh, Kate, I guess, was a big deal ten years ago when you know they got married over there. Oh, or and also Piper, or whoever her name is. Yeah, last name uh, Kate Piper, and then the the new Middleton, one. Kate Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, and this, yeah, they, I mean, there was a whole big thing about it. So my guess is, 
And also, too, history speaking, she's she ruled ruled. I mean, I guess she ruled as a queen. Mm-hmm. She was queen for seventy years, and she lived ninety six years. So I mean, she was. I mean, seventy years as you know, top dog is pretty impressive. As generations, my friends, generation. Yeah, so, I mean, I look at it historically like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, we had, well, queen passed away in my lifetime. I imagine they do all the time, but they don't get coverage. I guess we're not into other countries and what they do. England is right across. You know, we have a relationship with them. So my guess is, you know, it's kind of important, history speaking wise, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it's, yeah, from that perspective, from a history, historical perspective, yes. In terms of our modern day, in terms of our day-to-day life, no. But in terms of history, it's, it's monumental. Seven yeah, years yeah. is long. No, for sure, It man. is long. I mean, it's unheard of, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, it's a big deal. Man, I, I want to say something before we go much further, because I want to address something, because I, I told you that someone asked me on Monday about our videos, and I, w- yeah. I want to put this out there because I may not be able to speak to this person, and maybe other people might be thinking about this, so I just want to put this out there. So we've been banned, shut down twice on YouTube already, and and YouTube has a three-strike policy, and you, and and the third time, you're, you're off for good. You're not going to be able to get back on YouTube, and and so, and Billy does a lot of things and um formatting um um editing not editing but um different franchises different uh formats. oh expanding the brand right yes. the brand yeah he does a lot of things right on youtube and so this show really and if you if you look at other stuff that billy does and you and you look at this show the significant difference is that this show is r- really political i mean we we don't mince words about it and when we get into the conversation we get into the conversation so yes. I am anti-censorship. I mean, I am so, like, I rail against it, and, you know, I can see myself dying on this sword. You know, that's how serious I take it. And the idea that when we talk, we have to watch what we say really disturbs me, and I and I just don't want to be trapped. I don't want to be put in that box, and YouTube right now has put us in that box because one more strike, and then all this goes, whatever is being built you know, yeah. it's going to come crashing down. We don't have a big following on Rumble. We tell people to put on Rumble. The videos get posted simultaneously f- to Rumble and to YouTube. YouTube is just bigger. It's been around longer. It's more of a free-flowing society where Rumble has been deemed a political, right, uh, conservative f- platform, which it's not anyone and everyone can go on and not be censored. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all the difference is. But we do not have a large enough following. So, again, both get posted to both sites because Steve asked me this yesterday. And very, and I told him I, where I was editing 107. And the very beginning was interesting enough to where Steve was talking about if the church had done what they did, would have done what they were supposed to do, Trump would have been elected. But because they didn't, it allowed for whatever to happen and Trump you know, doesn't get elected. I couldn't post that. I kept trying to cut that out. And it wouldn't flow through the conversation because about a minute later, it was, you know, again, and I'll have a problem with the church. They're so liberal. We know how liberals are. They do what they have to do to keep Trump out. And it worked. I said that on a podcast two or three weeks ago that, you know, Mar-a-Lago, something about Mar-a-Lago, they come in, you know, the fix is in and Trump's out. And the video got banned. We got kicked off for a week. So Steve talking about, you know, if the church would have done what they did, none of this would have happened. You know, they kept Trump out. Listen, 2020 election, we cannot talk about it. It's that simple. Would they or could they have banned it? I don't know. 
but I'm not going to risk it. So I have one clip that I it, it timed out loading last night, but I was able to cut up most of it, and it looks okay. So that will be most likely be put out on Friday, uh, either this gets released today or Monday. It, it's already out 107. Look for it. But the big takeaway, it's a good clip. Yeah, the big takeaway from this is that it's if crazy, you man. You're, you're not going to see. A lot of ND. Well, I don't know if you're going to see a lot of no, ND. No, you are. It, it it's all depends. Gonna be, it's timely, though. Right. It all depends on <laughs> our conversation. Because I don't want... Well, I think one of, the, one of the reasons why I like this so much is because we can talk about anything. Yeah. And we don't really feel boxed in. So we're going to just talk. And whatever we say, we say. And if it's inappropriate for YouTube, then you can find us on... You can find it on Yeah, Rumble. it will be... I'm trying... What I'm trying to do is get Rumble the full episode. Just recorded sound, intro, outro, put it to rumble, the full episode, and go for it. Right. And trying to get the clips to YouTube. But it's easy to upload to rumble. Send. YouTube is okay. Like I said, Steve said, you know, the church would doing what it did, and not we know what happens, and Trump's out. Up until two weeks ago, that wouldn't have been a big deal. But when I had mentioned, you know, they do this thing, and all of a sudden, you know, the looks like the fix was in and Trump's out, I don't know if anything and everything now counts for a 2020 election. And it's and unfortunate because it had nothing to do with Biden, with liberals, with whatever. It was that the church would have done what they did instead of being liberal and keeping Trump out. It's like, all right, I can't even risk it. Because to Steve's point, we have like five or six different things on here. And when we get back to um, whether we, we quarter or not, uh, Damascus Road will be here as well. There's we need to be able to be on YouTube. Right. You know, just rumble is not going to work. And we can't be shut down for the silliest thing. Now you can change that, right? You can change that by going to Rumble. And yeah. I really believe that I, I'm gonna to try to make it a point every time we do the show is to say go to Rumble. Do you hey, do you post anything else on Rumble? The other stuff on Rumble? Yeah, everything is everything. posted simultaneously. Okay, yeah. So I mean we I was watching uh Dave Rubin and I watched another thing and they both were like, Look, man, we're the problem. We, the consumer, are the problem yeah. because uh, because we um, we won't leave YouTube alone. Yeah. And listen, I want to tell you that remember the last time we talked, I think it was last time or two times ago, I said I'm going to start to yeah. transition and get things over to uh, Rumble. Whoa. <laughs> what? You can't say you're going to start the transition, <laughs> Steve. What the? F- oh, my God. But anyway, this week I was watching a couple of things and I and I watched it on Rumble. Yeah. I mean, I actually watched it on Rumble, so I, I'm beginning. And listen, Rumble's I'm not, beginning my process. Rumble's not bad. You can they say you can cl- mute, click your phone off, black screen, whatever it is, and Rumble still plays the sound in the background. Right. YouTube just recently, for us regular folks, allowed you to click off of YouTube and still see the video. But Rumble, you can black out your screen, hit the side button, go dark. Put what, your do you, what do you mean, click off of? Click off. Like if I don't want to, if I want to swipe away and go play solitaire or something, the right. video will still be playing on, on the screen. It'll be a smaller oh, oh, like video. Oh, like a smaller box, right, right. Yeah, it's never okay. done that before. Okay. But Rumble, you can, like I said, black out your screen, hit the side button, whatever it is, and you can still listen. So it's it's all in one That's video a good and listening. Yeah, YouTube doesn't have that, or or not for those who are free for the free folks anyway. But um, it's a better platform. It's just new. And like with our social media, Truth Social with Gitter, they are booked as right-wing, conservative, all this stuff where all they are is you can come on and say what you want without worrying about who is moderate, who's moderating, who's going to kick you off for speaking your mind. So go on all of them. We're on all of them. 
And all it is is for free speech. It's not. It's just to stop the crazy people from being in charge. Oh man, I wanted to be sports. Where is it? Uh, it's either we can spin it up social media or what's spun around. I got stuck in between. No, no, it's just through social media. All right, go for it's it. It's social media. Um, man. So I'll give you social media. Yeah, you got media. something? Yeah, go. Because there's something I wanted well, to There's tell a you couple about things, media. but. Okay. So a social media topic here. The other day on Reels on Instagram, I had posted a reel that has a caption in the background. And yet he continued this. Uh, and yet he continued this new 2022 law allows children as young as 13 to begin the process for gender reassignment surgery without parental approval. And then it's me in front of it saying, "Oh man, I just sent my kid inside to get my 13 year old to yeah, give me beer, beer, and they told him he's too young, huh?" And I put one or two hashtags on it, and it has 3,049 views. So yesterday, I chopped up. Steve and I's clip on religion, church, and state. It got it down to 59 seconds, put it on reels on Instagram, hashtagged a whole bunch of religious stuff, and it went like four hours without one single view. And I am stumped because there are things that I put on here that within 10 minutes, there's 50, 60, 70 views, 200 views, and then there's stuff that's on here that is takes forever and i don't know what the what if there's something i should and shouldn't be doing differently if you guys out there know how this stuff works i understand a lot of hashtags some people i found on twitter have hashtags turned off so if you hashtag you know vote red they're not going to see it they're not going to like if i'm a regular person and steve's following me but he has a you know block on hashtag vote red if i send a tweet out that has a hashtag vote red he won't even see it so on Twitter, I hashtag a lot of stuff to try to reach the masses, and it gets very little traction. When I just forward something from someone else or just post a random picture, it gets retweeted 60 times. So it blows me away on how this stuff operates because so I have no idea, apparently. And, and you know I have no idea. It's funny. It, it's crazy, man. Well, two things. One, maybe you should try to do do one of those things without hashtagging. I do, I do both. Okay. On Twitter especially, I do one, especially with the videos, I do a blank one, and then I do like one or two hashtags, most important hashtag. If it's about Trump, I'm not going to MAGA, MAGA 2, right, Trump. It's, it's, gonna, it's just right. Trump, truth, and send it out. Like something like that, something right. simple. But, I mean, I'm trying to get it figured out. Like I said, I'm looking at the at the Instagram now, at the Instagram. There's a few things that have 900, roughly we're in the 800 to 900 range on most things. And then there's some with 3,000. I do not know how it took off. And that's the exact same thing I've always done. And it gets 20 views. So is it too many hashtags? Not enough hashtags? I don't know what it is. And so I started going on other people's reels that just pop up. And some have one or two hashtags. Some have as much as you can put, which I think is 20 or 30. Mm -hmm. And I have like six. So I'm trying to figure out how to get this going. Because said, one I just posted, you know, whatever I put, two or three hashtags, 3,000 views. The other one has very concise, specific hashtags. And it's got 20. And I just don't understand how it interesting, works. Interesting, interesting. So if you guys have any information on the social media stuff, on Reels anyway, Billy, let me know, please. Billy at NeighborlyDiscourse.com. Yeah, man. So there's something I want to tell you about podcasts. I actually wrote this down. Yeah. Did you hear about what happened? If I said podcast movement, does that sound anything? No. Okay. It's it's a, um, what do you call it? Um 
it's like a an event where all podcasters come together and like uh, and they have like trade show. That's what yeah. it is. It's a trade show for podcasters. So and I can't remember where this was. I think it might have been Arizona, but don't hold me to that. But somewhere out west, they had this podcast trade show and different. So imagine neighborhood discourse being there, and we have a booth, you know, yeah. and fans are coming up and taking pictures of us, you know, and wanting to find out more information. So the, the whole stadium was filled with different podcasters. One of the ones that were there was uh, Daily Wire. Yeah. Okay. That's um, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Yeah. He went. They did this whole video clip of him being there, people taking pictures, shaking his hands. Oh, this is recently? Fan. This is recently. Okay. I'm a fan of all that stuff. The next day, Podcast Movement put out a tweet basically apologizing to the entire rest of the podcast world that were there yeah. saying that we did wrong by having Ben Shapiro there. Like, we can't – we're sorry that we did that. You know, in fact, let me see yeah. if I have a uh, – we're listening, this is what they wrote, we're listening to our podcast movement community, many who've been with us since the start. We're putting in place policies to guide our social media events with inclusivity, diversity, and respect for all. So hold on. So they're going to blacklist somebody in support of inclusivity Inclusivity, right. for all. Okay, right. I'm making sure that, <laughs> Just make sure. making sure we picked up on that, everybody. <laughs> It said, "It's a journey. We'll keep listening, keep growing together." There was a, there was a lot more, right? Sounds but like jealousy to but me. But I just took this little bit because I wanted because I, you you picked the very spot that I wanted to make sure that you saw that they said that because of who Ben Shapiro is and what he talks about, it makes other people feel it harms other people, and they were being insensitive to that harm, and they were and they regret and they and they're sorry for it now. They, they put that out there. Ben Shapiro showed a reel with reading the statement. You hear someone reading the statement, and yeah. you see him at the place. And you're like, hold on a second. There's no hysteria. There's nothing mad going on yeah. here. People are actually happy to see him there. Yeah. Now, is everyone happy to see him? Maybe, probably not. But there's there's nothing. You, you think there was mayhem, people throwing rocks yeah, no, and tomatoes. My, my guess is it's you jealousy. Know? This guy, he's getting... A, a video gets a million views in 20 minutes. His podcast is probably one of the top 10, 20, you yeah, can say, in the world. For sure. Like he's, start, like, he's done so well. He has a, you know, Daily Wire Plus platform for TV, for kids shows, for movies, for entertainment. So he's not doing something wrong. Right. It sounds like, to me anyway, there's jealousy. They're upset that, you know, this guy is so big. Why is he here? And my guess is if I'm there, I'm saying, hey, listen, Ben, I'm just starting out. Hey, how'd you get so big? What What is your secret? Is it just perseverance? And people are just pissed off that either he's too big or they don't have what he has and they're just whining about but, it. But let me say this to you. I, I am sure there are other big podcasters there. I don't Because I don't think Ben Shapiro would just come no, no. to a, a But I'm a, saying a you're, you're big, 100,000 people. He's probably got 100 million people. Well, I'm okay, so two things. One, he actually paid money. So he's like a supporter of podcast movement, right? Yeah. So they they were taking his money, right? Yeah. Everything was all fine until someone complained. But then two, if I said Westwood One, Westwood One, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. So they are a major contributor to podcast movement. Yeah. Okay. So they uh, so they probably complaining. They're 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 super liberal. Who podcast uh, Westwood, Westwood One? One? Yeah. No. You know what happened? What? Westwood One 
cut all ties with a podcast movement. They said we went to we went to podcast movement. We told them, just like you said. Hold on a second. In the name of inclusivity, yeah. you're going to. Uh, reject somebody that doesn't oh, make really? sense. Yeah, wow. so they get, I, I thought they were linked with NBC being like I, I, liberal. I, I don't know where I've heard Westwood One before. I know it's on the sports radio all the time. It's where I listen to the uh, football. There game. you go. There you and go. I always assumed they're a big conglomerate of radio stations. Yeah. I know that, but I couldn't remember where did I hear Westwood One before specifically. Like what show? But yeah. you, you're right. It could have been anyone. It could be anyone that we normally listen to. Yeah. But anyway, they said we gave them an opportunity to. Pull it back, and all they did was delete their tweet. That's all they did. They really? didn't no apology or anything. So now we've cu- we've cut ties. We've taken we've all the financing we were going to do for next year. That's we've taken awesome. it back. And I was like, wow, that's great. This is victory. So a quick lesson, everybody: listen before you start speaking, because I assumed it was liberal. I assumed they they're the ones who said something. We'll get them out of here. Come to find out, regardless of their political leanings, I don't know anyway. Right. They said, no, man, if you're going to do inclusivity, why would you keep somebody out? That makes no sense. They, they, I mean, they, know, that's they, awesome. they went as far as saying this is bigotry. Like you, yeah. like someone who thinks different than you, you automatically saying we don't want. And, and listen, and this speaks to a, a bigger issue and it's, called, it's harm. Yeah. The word harm. Remember I told you the book Speechless that I, that I read by yeah. um, Michael Knowles. Liberals, progressive, they take a word. A benign word, something that, you yeah. know, we grew up knowing what this word means, and all of a sudden, it doesn't mean <laughs> what it used to mean. No, you know, like vaccine, right? It, vaccine used to mean something. Recession used to mean something, where no, everyone listen, knew it was and, universal. Not not jokingly, think of the word special. It no longer means something good. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be pissed off out there if you guys have special needs kids. Mm-hmm. But the word special no longer means, oh, you did something great, you're being special. No, it means you have a disability. It means you have some sort of cognitive issue mm-hmm. you know so they've taken that word gay used to mean happy now it's oh well these guys are happy let's call them gay they've done this they've literally stripped words from you steve's giving recent examples vaccine 100 percent. they try to flip it on us recession they when they can't prove what they can do because they have ultimate control it seems like they go and change definitions but in all seriousness think of the word special and what it means now mm-hmm. versus what it was meant to mean right they take stuff from us and it's like, damn, I can't call my kid special. Somebody might think there's something wrong with them. And it's unfortunate, but I'm not wrong. But but if you go back to um, what is Communist Man- Manifesto, one of the tenets is changing the language, yep. having control of the language. But last time I talked to you about religion, like stopping out religion, but another tenant is taking control of the, of the language. And they've done that to us. And they've done it in an imperceptible way for so long that it's only now, like... They, they're they're so entrenched. They, I mean, they got their claws in it that I don't know if we can ever separate it back, get it back to what to what normal is. Yeah. But the idea that listen, I remember vaccine. You you were on the vaccine thing. You were just like, it's not a vaccine. It's not a vaccine. And I remember Jeff sending over something like, look at the definition of vaccine. But the reality of it is. We now know that they change, like they have so much control, they so much power the definition, that they yeah. can go. If you, if you, if your source is online, if you don't have a hard book like a dictionary in your bookshelf, you can pull it out. That's twenty years old. You go and you look in the on the internet, and the definition would have changed, and you wouldn't even notice that yep. it changed because you never looked it up before. I mean, <laughs> which was which was re- part of the reason why I said when it came when it comes to um. 
Ron DeSantis, go screenshot his Wikipedia page now six months ago. Yeah. Because when it's 2020 come up or if he's run for president in 24, see what they've changed. See what they put in there. And it's unfortunate, but we've said it. We've, we've shined away from it. We've said it for a very long time. Do your own research. It could be as simple as looking something up, taking a screenshot, because odds are if the liberals don't get what they want, they take their ball and go home. Mm-hmm. They literally change the words because they have no argument on why they're wrong. So they just change the definition. There's two things. One, I wonder how many people who are listening to us was aware of this. Like, did they like in their like within the last year started to say, huh, this is happening without us even speaking right now. Like yeah. this is registering in your mind. Like, yes, I saw that. And then two. I wonder how many of our listeners actually believe what we're saying. Like, how many of them are saying, like, oh, you guys, you conspiracy guys, or and, and like Go really just up. blowing us off right now and saying, like, man, that's that's ridiculous. That's Listen, someone's got to have an Encyclopedia Britannica out there. You know, they sold them years ago. <laughs> that's true. I have, like, three dictionaries. I yeah. mean, don't, I, Go look what a vid- I will never get rid of them now because of what's going on. Yeah. You know? Pay attention. Like, all these things that, you know, maybe that's why they had book burnings in the 60s because they knew they'd eventually get here and erase definitions. Who knows? They'd be playing the long game and almost everything they do. They could have. They could have just happened to come across. Oh crap! We burned all these books way back when. Let's start burning more and start doing this crazy stuff. Keep your dictionaries. <laughs> if you have yeah, dictionaries, man. keep your dictionaries. And I'm not talking anything that's within the last five years. I mean, my to dad. Me is trash. I think. I think the old man. I think he's got history books from like. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I think so. Or maybe some on the radio he listens to. They have history books from like every year. And man, what you learned 30 years ago versus now. Back then, you were proud to be an American. We kicked ass. We ran the world. Are, are, these, are these books from schools? Yeah, or? from okay. schools. Yeah, okay. now it's like, you know, you know, uh, George Washington, was he founded our country, but he owned slaves. So is he really that good of a person? Yeah. Like that's history now. Right. It's context. Like people... We, we we view history without viewing context. And even like when you, for, for example, you're reading the Bible. When you read something in the Bible, you have to understand the time and space that was written in to have a better understanding of why it was said and yeah. what was trying to be what, what was trying to be projected from these words. So even with our history, if, if all I told you is that it was a white man who had slaves, automatically you, you're going to have yeah. a, an opinion. But if I told you as a white man who has slaves during this time period, and oh, by the way, this percentage of the population has slaves, what would you say then? You know? So it's like, it, it's context. It's context. You need to know what the surrounding um, things that are part of what you what you, the facts that you're listening to. Yeah. And then wrapping up the social media part, there's a, a group that may, that may have rescinded their threat that is getting rid of their exiling Ben Shapiro in the spirit of inclusivity. So I want you to see. I want you podcast to, movement. Yeah, the podcast movement. <laughs> they are getting rid of, excommunicating, denying Ben Shapiro in the spirit of inclusivity. So just that this is how they operate. Everybody, please, please notice that. Political. So keep it moving then. Okay. Do you have something? No. Okay. So, man, this thought ran through my mind. Actually, I do have something, but you go first. Okay, no, you go first because I'm sure that, you know, you know, politics, that's what. Well, no, I may may hijack this and I don't know if I want to or not. Okay. This this was going to be, I got to find a screenshot I took of this. Here comes time to need to know how to use the phone, and I'm forgetting. 
It's a screenshot. I took it from Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right, I took this from Twitter the other day, and I wasn't using it as a social media topic. Anyway, short story long. It was the simple question from somebody, regular dude on there. How did America become so divided? And maybe I've been thinking about it for a long time, or I it was it had to have been thinking about because my answer came before I even finished seeing the question mark why it became so divided, mm-hmm. and it is one hundred percent and. Jeff, I know you like to say you get both sides. There's no both sides on this. It is 100% because of the liberals. And I'm not saying that as they don't think. I'm letting you know it is because of the liberals because one thing that we know for a fact that Trump has proven time and time again, the media lies. There is no way about it. They will tell you to your face, you know, the sky is green when you were standing there looking at it blue. And they believe what they're told. It is not the demo is not again, not Democrats, not conservatives. It is the liberals who, when they're told a bold faced lie, when they know for a fact that a vaccine prevents a issue from happening, not a therapeutic that the goat that the covid vaccine became to be where it helps mitigate. You've got to take it before to stop something. They know that they're being lied to. And they continue to back up the liars. They're the ones why we are so divided. We're not divided on political, in my opinion, on political ideologies. I honestly believe we are divided on stupidity versus common sense. And I'm not saying everybody is smart on both sides and everybody is common sense and stupid on both sides. I am saying you were told this is a lie. You know for a fact you're in t- like again, not to go- we did the trans stuff the other day. And I, I'm, I'm watching um, Matt Walsh's What a Woman Is, and I'm doing the three part reaction on that. How, how are you watching it, by the way? Uh, YouTube's got a weird video okay. up of it. Okay. But we know for a fact, we know for a fact a man has a penis and a woman does not. It is a factual, biological truth that you cannot, even if you get it adjusted and you get it removed or one lady does a vaginal plasty she just turns the penis into a vagina it is still there it is a truth that a man has male reproductive organs it is a truth that a woman has female reproductive organs there is no denying it and for you to come out and back these people by saying we know this it's stupidity that is dividing our country, and it is coming from the liberals. So let me take a stab at this. Because yeah, listen, go. you're, spot, you're spot on. But let me take a stab at this. And this is going to sound very mean. But the stupid part of all this, are we the people? No, the because people, yes. We, we we should know better. Like, how could 18 years of schooling and all of a sudden and in 18 at a minimum you know what I'm saying we can go further than that yeah. but how could all these years of schooling and now uh, basically at the turn of a dime at a drop of a dime we can now say actually debate the fact of whether yeah. men are men or women are women yeah. like like how like like this is say this is verse in the Bible that says who's bewitched you? Yeah. you know what I'm saying and that's how I feel about the American people like who, uh, the world at large yeah 
Who's bewitched you? Like, what happened? Like, this is so obvious. I mean, think. Take a woman and make her naked. Take a man and make him naked. Yeah. You telling me there's not a difference? Yeah. And, and come listen, on, man. and this and this difference is a it, like I don't care if it's America. I don't care if it's Africa. I don't care if it's South America. You take a man and a woman, make them naked. We're seeing the same things. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? So how do we get to this point where we actually bought into the lie? Okay, that's the one thing. The other side of this is when I said stupid is the we the people. The liberals aren't stupid. They know what they're doing. And it's and they're so smart at it. Yeah. It it's so if Yeah, let if, me let me clarify. It's the people believing the nonsense. Right. And they are liberals. The liberal agenda given out by the politicians, given out by the powers that be, they are betting on you being gullible. And they are right now batting a thousand. Yeah. They're a hundred percent good on this. Like my the old man sent a uh, video last night watching Gutfield. One in five Democrats believe in pregnant men. They believe in pregnant men. The next thing he sent me was, "Do you agree with some men can get pregnant?" Democrats twenty two percent agree. White educated Democratic women thirty six percent. That that is that men is... can get pregnant. Like listen, a trans man or a trans woman. Based on what I've seen on Matt Walsh, these ideologies don't exist. The men and women do not exist. So how can you be, first of all, how can you become a trans woman when women no longer exist? So that right there, my, my opinion, your argument falls apart. But how, how can you believe that a man who has no, re, pre, no reproductive organs can give birth? It cannot happen. Listen, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about they take a word. And I'm surprised we didn't say this earlier. Yeah. But they take a word and they and they totally butcher it. They 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 redefine it. And this is part of the Marxist movement. Where they and 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 guys, don't just take my word for it. You can actually look this up and say, okay, what are the tenets of Marxism? And you'll find this is part of it. They've they've changed the word and we're buying it. Even 20%, listen, 20%. You might say, oh, there's 80% who don't believe, right? But I'm telling you, 20% is such a large number. Listen, if it's more than 1%. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 1% like, or more that yeah. a man can get pregnant yeah. is 1% or more too many. For, t- for it to be 20%, for it to be double digits, it's a, it's like, oh my goodness. 30, 36%, 36% of educated white women. Educated white women. What have I said on the show many times before? Right. Two, mo- you said two things. So the which most one? liberal... Are older white women? Okay, they are the ones. They either have no kids and, and, and or, or empty nested. And you said also the more the more gullible. Oh, they are more gullible. Again, right. guys, there's a video on YouTube which I'm very happy they haven't taken it down because I was respectful as I could be that the Democrats, the liberals, have deemed women the most unintelligent because they're the one buying this. Mm-hmm. And here it is, a, a, a text from the show last night. The old man sent me from again watching Gutfield. Educated white women, Democrats. 36% believe a man can get pregnant. I mean, I, I've said this not as a conspiracy. I really thought about this based on the 10 people I know in my personal life that are this way. And I've not been wrong. And then you have facts that come out and say 36 of educated white Democrats, we're going to call them liberals. So I don't think Democrats are that far wacko anymore, for lack of a better term. I mean, let, let's come put, on, let's, bro. You said 36%, right? Let's put this in perspective. Yeah. I think 
they came out with like 49% of Americans identify as Christian or some sort of religious affiliation, 49%. We just, for the first time in American history, dipped under 50, right? 49%. All depends on who you're polling to, though. But but let's say that is true for the sake of this conversation. 49%. And we got 36%. Do you see how close that number is? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, I just wanted to give you something to bounce that idea against. Listen, believing, believing so in God crazy. is faith. You know, you have, you, you, you only know one point in your life, and that's when it's over if you, if you have faith. Like, you, you can believe, you can have faith, it can be as true as you need it to be, but it still is faith. You can, there's no faith, there's no anything, there's no proving the fact that a man can have a baby. There's no way for it to happen. And if you want to say that it can be, you have to put a whole bunch of other words in front of that sentence. A trans man, a biological man. You've got to you've got to qualify it left and right because a man, a human male, does not have reproductive organs to produce an egg and give birth. It does not exist. I'm gonna again recommend this book, Speechless by Michael Knowles. You should go read this book because even the points, like he makes points sometimes that he doesn't even know the information that's out there. Like this book that breaks down the destruction of our vocabulary. But go read this book and you're going to see just how evil and how um, systematic the left has been in changing our mindset and brainwashing us by simply changing the meaning of words. Yeah, and listen, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get right back on topic because we we haven't left topic. But I want you to again think about Donald Trump. They said he had Russian something. I'm glad you proven wrong, but you, you still believe it. So because that didn't stick, um, I mean, we'll jump ahead now. He's selling Russian or he's selling nuclear secrets. Like, listen, they're. I'm blanking right now on all of the things they've come after him with, Ukraine, the right, sex right. scandal, all of these things were all proven to be wrong. Okay? Listen, people, they've been proven wrong. So, and they're still telling you it's something else. How many people can really honestly God be caught up? This is honestly, I would say maybe legitimately his seventh scandal, the selling of nuclear secrets. How many times can someone be proven wrong? And then say, well, no, it's this. Proven wrong. No, it's this. Proven wrong. No, it's that. And you still believe in them. You still believe what you're being told. So listen, I'm glad we started off where the topic started. Because this is where, what you're saying right now is where I wanted to start the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I blame, because I don't think, it pisses me off I'm so glad we started with, what what we started with so we can get to this place. And listen, we're not saying Trump isn't flawed. Yeah. He is not perfect. He has his issues. No question. But But when you're being, who isn't though? But when you're being told, hey, listen, man, this guy did X and you, and it's, you're known for a fact that it's not true. But let me give you something. Let me give you something to digest for a second. Okay, you know Adam Schiff. If I say that name, do you know? I know the name. I don't know who he okay, is. Okay, so I know the I'll, name. I'll, I'll qualify in a second. So you got Adam Schiff and you got uh, Nadler. I forgot his first name right now. But both of them yeah. sit on the Judiciary Committee. Okay, uh, no, no, not Judiciary. The the Intelligence Committee, and they were and they're in the in their house. Okay, and they both, um, after doing the whole RussiaGate thing, yeah. Every time they had a meeting or every time they had seen documents or whatever, they would come out and say, 
Donald Trump is guilty. We've seen information, you know what I'm trying to say, and in, in short order, you're going to see, you know what I'm saying, that this guy is yeah. whatever. So they kept perpetuating the story. Kept, and, and listen, they were giving life to this. Every time, they just kept giving life. And these are, and, and I remember watching them, it's like, crap, man. They're seeing something. And okay, so that's them, right? Yeah. On the flip side, I would see like a Marco Rubio or Cruz or, you know, um, not, not forget those, those senators, but like um, Jordan. Um, Peterson? Something Jordan. I forgot his name, but mm-hmm. he's, he's in the house. Um, McCarthy. And there was um, Nunes. There was like four or five congressmen that were saying like, we're seeing the same thing that they're seeing. We sit on the same committee that yeah. they sit. I don't know what he's talking about. Okay. Fast forward. The investigation ends. There's no charges. They 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 find nothing, right? Yeah. And then I saw Nunes being interviewed, and he said this: "By law, you can't discuss what you see. Like in the Senate, in the Senate committee, yeah, you can't discuss what you see. So if I saw, oh man, Billy shot that guy on Fifth Street, yeah, I can't come out and say it. I can't even suggest it." Yeah. So by Adam and and Shift and Nader coming out and saying what they were saying, you automatically know that they had to be lying. Yeah. Because they they, they couldn't say anything. But we didn't know that. I didn't even know that at the time, right? Yeah. But yet they kept. They were allowed to. They were giving a platform to keep perpetuating this lie. I say all that to come back to what you just said. They did this. We have history. We can. All we gotta do is go on YouTube and yeah. we'll see that they did this. Why? And we know that they lied, and we know they were wrong. No, re- reinforce that. We know that yeah. they lied about this. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. A, it's not opinion anymore. Yes, it's not they opinion. lied, and they and they and they try and they had to go to something else. I'm not going to take your thunder, but again, no, but no, you, it, they right went there. to something else that was proven incorrect. Why would we give them the benefit of the doubt now? Like you can't. They, they, we've already seen, and 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 I think I think this is it. I don't know if the general population recognizes just how duplicitous they, they've been. For example, the, all these leaks that are coming out. Yeah. Oh, look, going back to the whole Russiagate thing, all these leaks were coming out. Leaks, 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 leaks. Okay, fine. What ended up happening? Who, who, who went yeah. to jail? You know what I'm trying to say? What proof what? did they ever come up with that there was a collusion between the president of the United States and Russia? Yeah. With all these leaks, with all these guys coming in front of the camera and saying, oh, we've seen some things. We've seen some things. Yeah. Why well, would we believe There was a now? guy. We did that a long time ago. It's it called Hashtag Walk Away. Look it up on YouTube or Rumble. I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, I know what going to say. But they kept bringing up Trump's taxes. Mm-hmm. And remember Trump did that thing where he kind of like moved his hands around and like, oh, he's making fun of a disabled person. That was proven to be wrong. That was 100% factual. He was actually making fun of, I believe, Ted Cruz Mm -hmm. and other senators who get caught in the lie and they flail in the wind. That was what the actual thing was about. But the liberals said, the media said, oh, he's making fun of handicapped people. And people believed it. Mm -hmm. And it was proven wrong. So this guy was like, yeah, man, I found out. I saw the whole clip. Why would my media lie to me? Well, whatever, Trump's a bad guy. And then something else came out. You know, that's not true. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but my media wouldn't lie to me. Trump's still a bad guy. So it got to the point where he had, I believe he said... Anywhere from 20 to 30 things, I believe. I think it was more like 50, man. He had a, he had a, a, a large amount yeah. of factual evidence that the media was lying to him. And he was like, I'm done. I can't do it. 
I'm, I'm, I'm done being a liberal, done being a Democrat. I'm going to this side, to the conservative side. And then Rachel Maddow came out and said, we, you know, at, at the, on tonight, whatever, we have We have the smoking gun. On, we have it. We have the truth. On his taxes. Right. And this guy says, he goes, I know for a fact, I've got 20 factual things that I know they lied about. But if they give me this one thing about his taxes, to hell with all of it. This guy said that. I know for a fact they've lied to my face. But if they give me this one thing, to hell with all of it, I am anti-Trump forever. And she and Rachel Maddow gets to the end of her broadcast, says something about, you know, we're looking into this, but there's and he's like, I'm done. I can't. I give up. And this guy knew they were lying to him. They knew it. He knew for a fact they lied to him, and he was still refusing to acknowledge it. And to tie it up again, we can keep going later, or, or we spin it again for political. We'll stay on it. But the liberals, the liberal people are lied to constantly and they believe it and they're the ones dividing this country. Because if Biden comes out and it's proven that his plan of build back better will bring a bunch of jobs, not bankrupt our country, get clean energy if there's such a thing, and it's proven to be a great thing, I'm going to be very happy that we are moving in the right direction. I am not going to be upset that Biden did something wrong. People are said something right. Said something right. right. I'm going to be happy as an American. Our president did something right. The liberals, they are pissed. No matter what Trump does, good or good, they hate him. They will pick at that bad thing, or they'll say, "Oh, who cares?" I know. I know somebody when he had he signed a peace treaty, the Middle East, four people to the table, four countries to the table, peace in the Middle East was nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. And when I let this person know. I don't care about that. How do you not? Every single president says, I've paid attention. Part of their agenda is peace in the Middle East. And her ignorance, well, I don't care, it's Trump. He, he, he said something mean to some lady 30 years ago. The liberals, the brain-dead liberals are the one dividing our country. So I got this question. As I you. say brain-dead liberal, I understand there's division there. Right. But it's a small segment. Democrats I'm not talking about. Moderate people, libertarians, conservatives, I'm not talking about them. The people who are lied to their face and the, know the they're lying, the being lied to, sure. and believe it, they are the problem. But let me ask you this question. Yes. And I don't know if we ever talked about it before. The idea... I've not gotten this passion about politics th- in a very about, long time. Think about the hurdle yeah. that Trump has to overcome. Where this guy says, I have all this data yeah. that backs up Trump. And I'm ready to walk. Yeah. But one thing, just give me one thing. Yeah. And and I and I'm gonna like the heck with that. That's I'm gonna it. stay where I am, right? Think about that hurdle. Like that that's that's unreasonable. That is an unreasonable expectation it really is. to think that someone has to be that crystal pure and clean for what he's projecting to yeah. be correct, to consider correct. Like and again, I love the way you started off. We're not saying that Trump is perfect. No, not we, at in all. In fact, he is far from perfect. You know, there's a lot of things, and I think I'm more critical on Trump yeah. than Billy is. For sure, right? But regardless, even it, and so I say I take it a step further. It's it's not about Trump. It's bigger than Trump. Yeah. Although, but he's Trump, the best example. He's the best example of it. If if you had a place right now in your life where you hate this country. If you had a place in your life where 
you know, you want to think about what divides us and what separates us. You know, the fact that I'm black, the fact that I'm a woman, the fact that I'm gay, you know, the fact that I'm trans. You know, if you want all these things, if you identify with all these things and that's what's most important to you before the fact that you're an American, you're part of the problem. Open topic. Keep it going. And and, and it's going to force us. It's, 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 it's you're, you're allowing us to go in this trajectory, to go in this direction that's going to destroy this country. We have to love this country yeah. with all its flaws. We have to love this country because we don't have another country. There is no better system out there. No, there's not. Zero. We, we're the longest constitutional republic in the world, written constitutional republic in the world. And it was all built on the fact that we get our freedoms from not government, but from God. And everything that's happening right now, everything's around us. It's like, it's like you're saying without saying this, we get our freedoms from the government. That's basically what we're saying is that we get our freedoms from the government when we are, as we move in this direction. And I'm telling you, the government is going to screw you all the time. They can't help it. It's, it's an insatiable appetite for power, and they can't help but screw you. It's either power or greed. Yeah. These, and listen, these, Steve's saying government. He's not saying liberals. Yeah. It's the government. Most, Some of them, when they get in there, they're corrupted by greed and power. It happens to be a little more on the liberal side because they run the media and they can protect your scumbag ways. But it's— I don't even know if I—there I, there may have been a time where I would have stood on that. I don't I like I was telling you guys last night about I, what they're more it's not more on the left side right I think that the power side might be more on the left side yeah but the greed man oh, no greed is there across is, the is board. On, the, on the right side for sure man I mean look remember I, I gave you that yeah list? I looked that up there's more Repu there's more Democrats on that list on the whole list yeah. but on the top the top the top heavy I, I don't it was wasn't as heavy as you thought it was I, I got down to number eleven and it was only like two or three I saw something very different I saw the really? same graph yeah there was I think. It was 16, 16 Republicans and 17 Democrats were on that list. No, but I'm saying that's an exhaustive list. But I'm saying the first 10. I think maybe. Oh. And yeah. I mean, I still have it. The first 10 yeah. where we, I think there was one Democrat or two Democrats on yeah. the first 10. So maybe the Republicans are better at making money. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they're probably better at it. You know what I'm saying? But, but regardless, okay, so regard, your, your point is saying like they're both evil. Right? Yeah. That's what you're trying to say. And they I, both and, have problems, but when it comes to right, the power in terms of greed, right. and controlling your life, that's more of a liberal that's thing. That's more of a liberal thing. So I'm telling you that our government was founded on the fact that we, the people, we get our rights from God, not from man. And everything that we're doing is pushing us in the direction that we're getting our rights from man. And that's the flaw. As If we think that government can solve our problem. In fact, there's two ways of looking at this. There's big, there's um, expansive government and there's retract. Uh, there's another word other than expansive. I can't remember the word, but there's a simpler way of saying it is small government, right? Yeah. And small government recognizes that, hold on. We there's only oh I'm sorry there's big constitution and a small constitution right and and throughout history you see one version of this one of these versions are going to prevail small constitution is saying look there's limited rights that we have limited right a handful but we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that these rights yeah. do not get violated then there's big constitution that says everything under the sun is a right yeah which we can't possibly be able to defend, you yeah. know, and, and, and so because of that, because you have so many rights, you actually have no rights. And now government is in control. 
And that is where we're heading. We're heading into big constitution where it's like everything's a right. This is a right and that's a right and that's a right. And and at the end of the day, government is not going to be able to protect us. And and you know what they're going to do? They're going to consume us. And then they're going to the, start that's telling us, move, man. you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And yeah, today's a right. Tomorrow's not a right. That's where we're heading. It's, 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 you guys got to see it. You guys got to wake up to it and recognize that I need to put people in power because we, we because we were a republic and we get to elect the people. I got to be, I got to put people in power that think correctly, that think, that understand that they're not the ones that they're not the solution, that, that God is yeah. the solution or we're the solution. And we get to dictate to you what we want. It's not top down, it's bottom up. That's how we have to see our government. That's how it's always been, and we've lost sight of that. The people have lost sight of that, and I'm saying, guys, wake up. You know, Open your eyes. Put on new glasses and see what's really happening because we're losing, and we're losing at a very, very rapid pace. Again, just think about it. My, my, uh, back to what I said, like, I believe the liberals are the ones dividing this country because they refuse to see re- reason, and they refuse to recognize that they're being lied to. You know, I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. If they come out and say, you know, Trump really was selling secrets, bro, you're screwing us all. I'm not going to back him up. I've, there are still people who defend Joe Biden where they're, they're told Trump's policies are the reason we have inflation. Trump's pol- like They're being told, they're lying to your face saying two years later, Trump is still controlling everything by putting... You know, financial financial bombs in the in the uh, Fed to go off when rates you know have rates explode. Like people, this isn't real. We know for a fact Joe Biden is spending money faster than we can print it. We know that causes inflation. But they're telling you, no, no, it was Trump's guy. He's, the rates were so low and so good that he it messed up. To yeah, that's true. That's what happened. How can you believe it? Everything, they, they, they told you the, the definition of a vaccine, even though you know for a fact it's X and has been X forever. Oh, no, it's this. Oh, yeah, I believe it now. You guys, the ones buying their crap are the ones dividing our country. I am more than happy to admit when I'm wrong, when I'm wrong. Liberals, they do not. We've said this before. They're going to throw 10 politicians at you. They're all going to be horrible. Yeah, but 11th one's going to be the one. He's going to be the guy. She's going to be the woman. But listen, and they and they will vote again because they're afraid to say, you know what, man, I screwed this. We need a reset, and it has to come from the other political party. But I think something that you're missing is that the reason that they don't, they can't admit that they're wrong, is because they don't think they're wrong, even when they're wrong. Look at Sam Harris, for example. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. He knows that that they suppressed information. Yeah, that they were that they were there was a collusion, there was a concerted effort to suppress information. He knows it. That on his face, go to the First Amendment, guys, look it up, and you can read the First Amendment, and you'll understand what freedom of speech guarantees us, right? Yeah. And that was violated by by what happened with the, with, um, with the suppression of the laptop. Uh, the laptop. Yeah. But he knows they colluded. But yet, you hear him speak arrogantly as possible, yeah, you he know, think- stuffed shirt, and it's like, yo— but for it, the, it, it, it was it was so well he, worth it. He knows he's wrong. He knows he's lying. He knows he broke the law. You as a human being know colluding is wrong. Conspiracy is not right. Cheating to win is not right. You know, doing all this stuff as far as you know football again, again cheating to win as far as anything. Right. The basic rules 
of life, sports, school, don't cheat on your test, don't cheat in your game. Sam Harris knew they broke the law. He didn't care. Now, you as a person, you know what is right and what is wrong. He's telling you what he did was wrong. And you know it's right and wrong, but you believe that it's okay. You are the problem. You're part of the problem. You you're are just the issue. as bad as this guy. If I know Trump or some other conservative Republican, whoever, I know they're lying to my face. You know, screw this guy. I'm I'm 80% of what he believes in, but this, nah, man, he's a liar. I got no time for that. Let's see if, if he continues. I'm gonna start weighing him on a scale. Right now it's 80-20. If he still starts blowing smoke up my butt, mm, yeah, 60, 40, 50, 50, 60, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm done with this guy. I'm not going to hang on to the very last second and be proven an idiot when I can see in front of me, that's all past the smell test. Right. And listen, man, believe none of what you hear and half of what you see. Sam Harris, we have the clip on our YouTube page, on our, on our social media pages, telling you they lied to you, telling you, eh, no big deal. Look up, look up trigonometry, trigger, like, like you know, being triggered, trigonometry, Sam Harris. You'll find the video yourself, and you'll see. This, I mean, and, and trust me when I tell you, trigonometry is not a right-leaning or center no. platform at all. Trust me when I tell you this. So you go watch it, and you'll see how openly he spoke about it. And even when he spoke about it, the interviewer, in, interviewer themselves were like, hold on a second, huh? Yeah, did what? you really just say did this just, out loud? Did you just say that out loud? Well, Harry Reid with Romney X amount of years yes. ago. And we knew we lied, but it worked. It worked. And the people, he said, we lied to you. So they, they, they we, we lied about his taxes. Mm -hmm. We told the people. They believed. They admitted he lied. And there are still people that think Romney has shady taxes. Romney realized, I can't beat these people. I'm going to stay a Republican, quote unquote, but I'm going to align with them. Now he's a rhino. He, he chose that you can't beat him, join him mentality. But liberals have been proven to lie to your face. And listen, I'm not saying Demo uh, Republicans don't lie. But it is proven that the liberals, not from fact-finding, they actually say it from their mouth. Right. Yeah, we did this, but it's okay. We lied, but it worked. And you still believe them when they come out and lie to you again, when it's proven to be a lie. You are the problem. You're the division in the country. And, <clears throat> man. I don't, it's it's very hard to follow up. It's very hard to move for move past this, because it's such a salient point. That where are your morals? Like where like where do you draw the line? Yes, okay. Let's just say Donald Trump is evil. Okay, fine. We'll just put that there. But then, if Donald Trump is evil, can we say that the left is evil too? Can we just say that? Can we just admit that the things that they're throwing at us, killing a baby, you know, at nine months, that is evil. Saying that there's no man or woman, that is evil. Saying that, you know, your race or your sex, that all that this is more important than 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 your nationality, than than the country. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that is evil. Because it's all it's all designed to divide us. It's all designed to divide us. Because if we don't have America, what do we have? China, Russia, Venezuela? What do we have if we don't have America? If, we, if America is toppled and we're no longer the United States of America, what do we have? So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that if, even if you say they're both evil, are you, do you, just based on what we've witnessed and what, what we've seen and, to, to, and the fact that, listen, they always complain that Donald Trump is a dictator, that he's trying to uh, become an autocrat and he's a, he's a threat to democracy. 
What was his threat? What is his threat? When he says that the news is fake, they're demonstrably fake. Demonstrably. I mean, it's so easy to be able to just pull out something. Oh, that's not true. Oh, that's not true. Oh, that's not true. And th- and because he says that, that is why he he's against the democracy. Here, listen to this, guys. <laughs> situational design that so that that that's is what steve's beautiful. talking about they're not doing this accidentally they're they're saying all this stuff to confuse you to get you pissed off at one another at each other what's the end game they have a they have they a have an end they're game. not doing this accidentally they have an end they're game. trusting us to buy into their crap and be mad at one another they have an end game. And I give in every now and then. I get pissed at some of these Democrats, these liberals. They just, again, the rant I went on with the political, they're dividing us. I truly believe that. And again, it's not Democrats. And there are some unwilling to see the truth on the right side also, for sure. But you, it's been proven time and time again that the liberals are lying to your face, the media, and you still believe them. You oh. have to... Wake up. I want to give you an example. And I, I was talking about this. I sent a um, text out to the boys yesterday. Apple, which is the number one phone in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, by a landslide, like 70 plus percent, they have market share in the United States. And they are struggling to make phones now. And I didn't know this. You may have known this, Billy, but... Their manufacturing of their phone has mostly been in China. Did you know that? I'd assume, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't mean, know that. Everybody makes everything in China. Okay, so they, so a lot of, most of, so basically they would source all the ingredients and then ship it to China to be shipped, uh, to be uh, manufactured. And for a long time, let's say like the last, you know, seven, you know, I think the iPhone's been around for 15 years, so a little over half the time, that relationship where Apple sourced the stuff and bought it to China, mm-hmm. it China would account for like maybe six percent of the cost of the phone. Okay. Uh, in terms of how much input they have, they are now at the place where they went from six percent to almost like thirty percent of what of of their input on the phone. Meaning that China, like it, it's almost impossible. Like back the scenario I gave so you. So we're not making this unless you do this. Well, the scenario I gave you before. You could see very easily where uh, Apple could say, "Okay, we're just going to pick up and go over here yeah, and make the phone, right?" Yeah. Because uh, what what you bring to the table is so small, so marginal. We can still operate without this. Yeah. They are now at the point where they can't. They recognize what's going. They see what's going on in China, but they're so uh, tied to China. Ten minute wrap up that they can't move. Yeah. There's an article in the New York Times. This is the New York Times that wrote this article that says that China uh, that that. Uh, America can't move or the Apple company can't move away from China because now not only do they build it, 
not only are they sourcing some of the materials from China, but even the management, the, the design, the people who actually designed the phone. Yeah. They, all that used to be in, in the United States. It used to be power brokers in the United States. They used to do it. They used to have counterparts over there and used to talk to. Now it's all coming from China. So China has so much control of the actual Apple phone now that they can't even separate themselves from China. And that's where we are right now. Yeah. And that goes back to when I told you there's two sides of the coin, there's power and there's greed. This is this is greed has put Apple in this situation. Yeah. Where they because of the bottom and I always wonder why does Apple phones cost so much less? Like I'm a Samsung guy, right? But my my phone always costs me two or three times more than Apple. And I'm I'm always wondering why. Now I know because this is where they, they they've they've lowered the price to manufacture the phone so much yeah. because they're in China that we the consumer pay so little for it, and now it's basically it's almost a Chinese controlled company, an American asset. Yeah. is now flipping as 25, 26, almost 30% of the value of the phone is now being made and produced in China. Greed. No, man, they want to make more money. End game, guys. Right. Picture of the end game. And I, and I remember I sent out a text to guys that said, this is why I don't believe in pure capitalism, pure free, free market. Like there's got to be some, and this is, this is me blasting the right, you know what I'm saying? There's got to be some checks and balances there because without the checks and balances, we are where we are right now. We're all manufacturing. It's basically done outside the United States. Where we're beholden to all these autocrats and, and dictators around the world because of our greed, we won't build it here for a little bit more money and pass that cost on to us. Because you want to make the highest profit margin, you send it overseas, mm -hmm. and now we have no manufacturing, and now when an epidemic happens, we can't even produce masks here. So, I, so I, I'm giving it to both sides. I'm telling you, the, the left is power, but the right is greed. And it's like, guys, look at the end game. Look how they're destroying this country. And start to vote for people who actually speak about us as a nation, who actually care about us as a nation. These are the, these are, that's your first tell in terms of who you're going to vote for. How do they speak about the United States? How do they speak about us as people? If, they, if they're speaking language that's divisive, then you know I'm not going to vote for that guy. And I don't care if they're on the right or the left. But the last thing I want to say about this is this. Another starting place, because I want to give you a solution. Another starting place is the school board. You need to start, we need to start getting some conservative-minded people in the school board because another tenant from the, uh, from the uh, um, Communist uh, Manifesto, and you heard it in that song, education. 36% of educated white women believe that a man can be pregnant. Educated. That means our school system has been infiltrated to the, such a point that a third, over a third of our white population, female population, believes a lie. They, they don't even have enough common sense to realize that I'm being sold a lie. So at, at the very, they're grooming our kids at a very young level. From kindergarten up, they're grooming our kids. We need to start taking control of our school boards. I know you're hung up on this, Republicans are greedy, but... They're both greedy. Apple is not a conservative <laughs> thing. Know. You know, just because you saw a chart that shows they had they happen to get better investments. No, 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 no. no. I, yeah. The greed is on both sides. On both sides. Yeah, yeah. You're Bot making. Bottom line making. is everything. No longer is quality uh, a successful of a business. Success of a business is no longer deemed 
how quality materials, how quality the product is, the success of the business is how much money they make. And that's you know, that's an unfortunate thing. I'd be more than happy to pay three, four, five dollars more for something made in America than something made somewhere else. Because we're still we, we pay too much as it is anyway. Listen, so I'd rather pay too much for something that will contribute to our country and our people. We we are so adamant about this. We not we refuse. We're not even selling. We have a whole website, a whole page where we can actually uh, sell merchandise. But we're so adamant about the fact that we want to sell American, buy American and sell American, yeah. that because we are un- are unable to source American goods, we were not willing to sell it. And we were, and like, if once we find it, even if it's $10, $20 more than what you can get someplace else, we'll sell it for that. And if you want it, you can buy it. Yeah. But we refuse, refuse to sell anything through through this this program that's not American made. That's how serious we are about it. We're trying, guys. My seriousness, though, is much lower now than it was a month ago. We're going to have to find something soon to sell because there's not, unless we buy, like we can buy American made shirts, get like 30 made, 20 made and, and storm in here. That's not going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not happening. That, that's really what the problem We're is. We're trying to find where you can buy, have it print made and sold to you. And most of those come from Honduras, which I mean, I'm not sure how bad Honduras is, but I'd rather support them than China. Who knows? You know, I honestly don't know what goes on there. There's some shirts made in Guatemala. You know, we have the Hodge twin shirts I got for us a while back. They're made in Honduras. You know, Steve was like, I wish you didn't tell me that. I'm like, I wish I didn't have to look. <laughs> but I have an American flag on my shirt with another country's label. I really want to do what we can to support the people who weave the shirts together in America. That right now looks like an impossible feat. And if that's the case, we may have to sell that way and then somehow give something like i've thought about this many times part of it's going to go back to reimbursing for the studio stuff i spent a hell of a lot of money in here but another part because we've talked about it before we did a show on veterans that they're like there's um again another tom mcdonald song if you go go overseas and die young you get a day but if you're caitlin jenner and come out you get a whole pride month like there's something wrong with this country. We talked about it again, where charities, um, organizations, nonprofits, whatever—they're only required maybe ten percent of the profit you at, give to them. At, at the highest number. I actually donated to somebody a while back. I wanted to let me see if I can find this here, but I donated to somebody uh, um, for the um, it was Red Cross, like a heart thing, and I had to check a box, which I did not. I had to check a box. I donated twenty dollars. Do you want to cover the cost of fees and transactions so your full donation goes to the American Red Cross? Oh, I wish you would have so you can see what the no, number no, was. I didn't, no, I didn't have that. I just said I just had a check. Do you want to um, for transactions and other fees check this box to pay for those separately? Yeah, I would see what you're saying. Yeah, I should have hit yes so I could see what it would have been. Right. That's I mean, yeah, I messed. I whiffed on that. Maybe I can pull the um. Maybe I can pull the back up and see if it's on there. But I saw that and I was like, no, this is this is crazy. And I screenshotted it, but I just cleaned the phone off recently. I backed everything up, so I don't know, I don't know where it is. But I'll find it, and if this, when this video gets out there, the section makes it, I will bring it up. If not, I'll read it and show you guys on the next But podcast. I will tell you, out of all the places, Red Cross is the one of the ones where I feel comfortable giving money to. I don't feel comfortable giving money to any of them. Like I said, that being well, said. What I'm saying, but out of all of them. But, but I had to pay 
so I twenty bucks. I wish I would have seen what the fees and stuff were. If it was five dollars, what would you say? It's still five dollars too much. I'm giving the Red Cross, and I understand you have a business to run. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know the ins and outs of nonprofit. From what I understand, it just means the government is not funding you. I don't really know. But if you're a nonprofit, but, but it's got to be a number, right? There's a tolerance that you have, right? No, I'm that black and white about it. What I'm saying to you is that you have to run. There's, 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 there are costs to just be able to collect your money. There's costs. Right? I'm, a, I'm a upfront person. What does that mean? Then, like I'm saying here, let's say we sell a shirt for twenty bucks. Right. Fifteen percent is going to me to put money back into here because I've spent thousands of dollars in this room. Five percent or five dollars will go to I walk to the VFW or an Army Veterans Hospital and hand them five dollars in their hand. Right. So I'm, but I'm telling you up front, I'm taking the bulk but, of the money. But I'm saying, but they they were, don't. But they but they were giving you the opportunity to. See I've already that. given them my money. So you so you're saying that you already so they I've already committed had twenty dollars the, to them. They already had the money. Yeah. Oh, and we have now they're money. saying, oh, by the way, yeah. Now you got to pay for me to, to give it to the charity. Okay. They're telling me they have. I have to pay for them to give my money to the people okay. who need it. So let me ask you. No, if, bro. If, if they changed it around and said, hey, listen, of this twenty dollars, hundred percent, I'm for it. Okay. Don't don't sneak around. Okay. And say you're a charity, you're helping people, and then pay me to help people. Screw you. Let me make the decision now. Personally, I will not give to them again. Or to anybody, because I know, based on our research, the old man told me before, my coach in high school, the United Way, all these people, they're obligated at the very most. And listen, I mean the very most. 10% of what you give to the charity goes to the actual cause. Right. You know, St. Jude's, that money, I believe, goes all to that hospital, to those kids. Those parents never have to pay. We, My parents, my uh, Amy's dad, they get the St. Jude all the time. Right. I'm for St. Jude because it's it's well known they don't. And if they're lying, that's a crappy thing to do. But the money goes right to those kids. United Way. Um, what's the other one with the, that's blue? Um, blue Cross. Goodwill. Goodwill, Goodwill. yeah. United Way and Goodwill, I would never give to, for sure. I just jumped but, a bunch of stuff off the Goodwill the other day. Yeah, well, I mean— that kind of gives well, no, me away. But, but I, I'll do that, right? But in terms around of around like, here, you had the homeless voice, a newspaper for homeless people. Yes, I remember. The guy's a billionaire who runs who runs the homeless voice. The guy, the 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 yeah. homeless people aren't sitting at home printing it out on garbage paper. Right. It's, a, it's, it's he's a, not a, I mean, they shut that down. Well, because the guy is a, he was a, not a billionaire. He's a millionaire. Right. Like using homeless people to hand out stuff on the road on right. the street, and this guy is a millionaire. Well, so so the, the biggest CEO in the world, money wise, I think at one point was um, one of the Goodwill Salvation Army. The guy makes like forty million a year off of whatever. Okay, so just to, I don't. So the only point I want to make are those are two organizations that I won't give to is United Way and and um, Goodwill. Yeah, I do believe that I will give money to Salvation Army. For the for the biggest reason is that if there is a problem anywhere in the world, one of the agencies that you will see there is the Salvation Army. I mean, they they are literally at the tip of the spear. There's there's Samaritan persons out there as well, which I would give to them to them, and they're a Christian organization. But I'm just saying, in terms of the big ones that you actually know about, I would give to Salvation Army because I know that they literally are in every corner of the world, and they're like the first ones there. So not not taking away. No, no, I get I'm, what not, you're I'm saying, not trying to take but, away the sting. I, of, and I'm with you. Give me the truth. The people on the ground are there volunteering their services. They are in the worst parts of the world but, but helping there, but out. There, but there's money that goes into that. Like they have to give out food. They no, have no, to give out. I get clothes. it. Okay, I get it. They're they're there. They're the ones on the ground. 
But the guy, the puppet master behind this curtain is raking in from the government, from your donations, from everybody. He's sitting sweet and nice and happy while these people in the trenches with a bare minimum to help those who need the most help. So I am very skeptical on all that stuff. You love the show. Like you said, everywhere you look, you see them. They're, they have the bare minimum to do the bare minimum. You don't, you don't see the guy in the corner sitting there in his gold toilet loving life. I'm, I'm actually going to do some research on Salvation Army. I just want to know a little yeah. bit more about when I, I was, I, but, my you, job, but you never hear about Goodwill being anywhere. You never no, hear about no. United Way being anywhere. Listen, <laughs> the, the, I, I gave for a so, long. I mean, I honestly, I, I dropped some stuff off at Goodwill because they were open when Salvation yeah, Army that, was that, closed. That's, that's nothing. That's nothing. Well, no. Right. So I, I went, I dropped stuff to Salvation Army often. Mm-hmm. And I go back just to see what's there. And it's like super it's high, right? It's 10 times the price it's just, it's more expensive than it was in the store when it's newly bought. <laughs> but listen, I look with at, to help people. I, I'm, I'm going to listen. Come on, man. I, I'm going to do some research the next time we come around, just yeah. to be able to say, just to know for sure what's going on. But but yeah. years ago, when I first realized how expensive things were in the Salvation Army store, it's crazy. Someone told, I mean, really, really expensive. Someone told me the reason that it's so expensive is because you know they give so much away. So I'm just gonna go well, because see, I want because that I want to talk. Doesn't make sense. Well, I, I want to make sure it's so expensive because they give stuff away. Right, meaning that there's so many tragedies that happen around the world yeah. that we don't even realize. Yeah, they have their hands in so many different places that we don't realize. So okay. we have no idea what their operational cost is. Well, not even operational, what the benevolence cost is. Yeah, we have no idea. But I think that this conversation has sparked something in me that makes me want to find out. Because listen. At the end of this, if I find out that they're scam artists too, and yeah. that seventy five percent goes to operation and only twenty five percent goes to benevolence, goodbye, uh, yeah. Salvation Army. You know, I'll be exclusively uh, um, um, Samaritan Samaritan's purse. Yeah, you know. But we'll, and like I'll find I said, out. we're for you. Need, we understand you need money to have a business, mm-hmm. and I understand the need for transaction fees and whatnot. But my personal opinion, let me make the decision. I'm giving you 20 bucks, what I can give to a guy at work. Maybe they're going to give 10 to the cause and 10 to their to their transaction fees. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you need a transaction fee on the internet? I'm pressing a button. Well, You're the, just taking the money. The transaction fee most likely is coming from the processor because they they don't they don't they you have to pay the third party to grab money from you and to hold on Again, to it and Again, not going to the people who need the money. Right. So But anything, the, so anything the people at Goodwill, they need the products, right? Then tell me, hey, listen, donate so we can keep our prices low to help the people who need. Don't price gouge the people who can't afford to go to a a um, a Walmart, a rooms to go. Don't don't make them pay over because you want to give stuff away around the world. Keep the prices low for the people who can't afford it, and then let us offer donations. Well, I think that the donations ever since it was I can't remember when this happened, but I remember. They were saying that donations were down yeah. substantially. Probably because they know it's a scam. I'm, I'm, talking, I about, don't, I'm talking about years okay. ago. It, like it's been a it's been a systematic decline in donations. Yeah, and listen, I know I'm bouncing around here. I'm making no, you're not. You, you're well, because I, I I'm it's a scam to me. But I'm also saying just let me know up front. Like I remember, I gave a table. It was like three fifty, brand new. It was two seventy five at Goodwill or Salvation Army. You know, and it was like six years old. And six years old, this thing was $75 cheaper. I gave it to them so a family of six can get it for 100 bucks. 
And no, they were, it was almost as expensive as a brand new table from the store. That to me is nuts. And the reason, personally, I won't donate to them is because they're gouging the prices from the people. If they say, now we're going to cut it in half, I'll drop in 20 bucks in a, in a little donation thing. You know, no harm, no foul. I hope it goes to the right place. But I have a problem with just, just tell me up front. Don't take my money and then ask me to pay more to give it to the person I want to give it to. That's a problem for me. That's fair. That's, that's my, that's, that's that's my spiel fair. here. That's definitely fair. All right, everybody. <clears throat> I guess we'll release this. I was actually thinking about releasing as soon as we finish. It's releasing it now. But I guess we'll release this on Monday. Um, very quickly, because we are signing off. 1-0, Buffalo Bills, very upset at the four turnovers in the first half. Oh, what was the score? But winning uh, 31-10. to 10, Who did they play? The Rams. <clears throat> really? Yeah, they beat the hell out of them. It wasn't even close. And Buffalo turned the ball over four times and still beat them by 21 points. So, without talking about Buffalo, <laughs> which I know is going to be hard for you, um, what did you see in the Rams? I'll say what, what Chris Collinsworth said last night. And he's not my favorite guy. Really? He's the worst. Um, Who's your favorite? Mm, I like Troy Aikman, Joe Buck. I like I like Troy. He, Troy Aikman is good. He doesn't sugarcoat. Like, oh, don't say that's a good pass. That's a bad pass. I like. Be, don't tell me the guy's the greatest ever when I can clearly see he's not good at the moment anyway. But I, I like guys like that who just say, "Don't blow smoke on my butt." Tell me these guys are good or bad or whatever. Okay. So I'll go by what Chris Collinsworth said. You know, having Odell Beckham in there frees up Cooper Cup to move around, having another number one guy out there. Him not being out there, all the focus on the defense is on Cooper Cup. Someone else has to stand up. Nobody's, nobody's stepping up. I mean, no one's stepping up. So Cup did, you know, he. it's hard to shine, even though we caught like 10 passes for 100-plus yards. He did fine last night, stats-wise. Mm -hmm. And then on defense, you know, Aaron Donald's been held in check because – Von Miller's on, he's gone, so there's no one else to command that double team, so it's holding up. One person. Yeah. One about one person as opposed yeah. to one about two. So I understand that, but if your whole team is set on one guy on each side of the ball, you don't have a very good team. What happened to Odell Buckham? I know he got uh, he's, hurt. Uh, he got hurt, and they, did, they just did not re-sign him. Is he on any team? Not right now, no. <clears throat> because that injury happened in the playoffs. In the Super Bowl, yeah. So he's ankle. probably not even ready to – was it his ankle? Or is I think it's ankle or knee, something in the lower, lower leg but area. he's probably not even ready to play right now. No. Okay. But so with that, so I I am – I'm not someone who says a team loses because they played bad. Buffalo beat the hell out of them. Right. So I try to give you the answer you wanted. No, no. But no, in all seriousness – I just wanted to know no, like, what was the efficiency Well, I was giving the what, what they were saying. Okay. They couldn't run the ball. Buffalo shut them down. I think. I think last night, uh, uh, the the stats for the game last night, Rams did nothing. Like Buffalo, top to bottom, beat them up and down the field. Josh Allen's first interception hit the guy in his chest. He got hit. The ball fell into the defender's hand, and he picked it off. It wasn't even a bad throw. The second interception. It was a little bit behind the receiver, and the guy was right there and got him. Besides that, and then two fumbles from the rookie running back and Zach Moss, who has a fumble problem. So four turnovers, the defense only gave up 10 points, and the 10 points, <clears throat> excuse me, the 10 points they gave up, the touchdown was when Buffalo scored on the kickoff, Tyler Bass kicked the ball out of bounds. So it goes up to the 45-yard line instead of kicking Short it back. At, yeah, right. so 
except for Buffalo's mistakes, there was nothing the Rams did last night. Here's what's interesting. You you said those two interceptions <clears throat> were in the first quarter? Yeah. What's interesting is that his quarterback rating was still 112. He His first incomplete pass was an interception that, listen, I'm not talking hit the guy in the chest and bounced off. The guy had the ball, got hit, and fell, and they took the ball out of his hand. So it was like a fumble more. It's more like a fumble. It, but it was kind of an interception. He, his first incomplete pass was, I think, he was like 16 straight passes with two interceptions that, you know, again, they count as incomplete passes, obviously. How did you feel about your run game? If they'd have ran more with with Singletary, I'd have been happy. But they, they ran it more than they've run it before. He had, you know, maybe 30, 40 yards for the yards, a couple good runs and timely runs. But they kept bringing in other running backs. To the two other running backs had two fumbles. Like that, come on, man, stick to your guy. Here's what's interesting. Your boy Singletary only had eight touches. Like that, that doesn't even sound like you, like, that. you know how they how they say you have your, not first string running back, but your every down running back? Yeah. Doesn't sound like he's an every down no, running they're, back. No, they're trying eight to. touches. No, um, Zach Moss like, played more than Singletary, but Moss is a power guy, but he's a fumble. He fumbled last year a bunch of times. And first game this season, um, I think it's James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, the rookie running back for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. First carry, first hit, fumble. Really? That was it. And that was in that was inside the thirty yard line, dude. That, that was his only rush. Yeah, that was it, one and done. And that that was inside inside the thirty. Oh Buffalo had to defend a short field and just kicked a field goal. They sacked Stafford seven times, intercept uh, three turnovers, I believe. Buffalo beat the hell out of the Rams. You know, I'm not like, glad he says, "Well, so and so didn't show up." No, no, no. The reason the Rams didn't show up is because Buffalo showed up. They're the reason why the Rams did badly. Yo, mm. you yeah, Cooper Cup. Had a, has yeah. a ex- exceptional game, and for you to say that he had an exceptional game and that wasn't good enough, not even by a long shot. Yeah, no. Oh the, my goodness. I mean, four turnovers and you win by by twenty one points. Right. I'm mean, listening. If you got one guy, you watch your guy. He's your number one guy. But if he doesn't get what he needs and you have no one else to to back him up, like or to to spread the ball around, it ain't gonna work. So stats wise, he did great. But if I can just if I if I know your three of the receivers and tight end are doing nothing, I got two guys watching cup. Now I'm put a third guy on them, and you got to be me another way. Listen, just to put things in perspective, that dude had 128 yards with 15 receptions. The next closest person had 39 yards. It had to be Higby, the tight end. Higby. Yeah. But listen, on 11 receptions. Yeah, and I would say six of them were the last drive. It doesn't matter. That's my point, though. At the very end of the game. 11 receptions. Yeah. You know what I say? To get to 39 yards. But the end of the game is when he got all of it because you couldn't do anything else. So they're just just dinking dunk down the field because we can't stop them. The run game, Henderson? Nothing. Nothing. They put Akers in there a couple times? Nothing. Buffalo showed up in every aspect of the game. Akers got zero yards. Yeah, he got crushed a couple times. Again, seven sacks, three turnovers. Buffalo allowed 10 points. And this is the first time... In, in his coaching career, Tom um, uh, uh, McVay, Todd McVay, has been under 500 at any point in his career. It happens to be 0-1. Right. You know what I mean? Wow, man. So in, in your mind, there's no part of this that you would that you would uh, chalk up to um, a hangover. No. Uh, Super Bowl hangover. No. I don't— You don't buy that? Do you think no, I don't, I don't buy that stuff. Well, listen, do you remember when the Heat— well, I don't. This was years ago when uh, the first championship with um, Walker. It was Shaq and yeah, uh, I yeah. the first Antoine Walker. Yeah, that he, dude he, said, 
he he parted the whole summer the or something whole summer, like that. Yeah. He, he came back the next year overweight, out of shape. Yeah. He said, Listen, man, I parted the entire time. Exactly. Listen, go for it. So I'm saying, you don't think that, so you're saying football is probably a sport where that can't happen. I don't think you so because you have 11 that. other, 10 other guys on that field to coach. Like, you want to repeat. You want to be part of the team. You want to be part of that legacy that repeats in the playoffs and the Super Bowl. But no, Buffalo, and then at the end of the game, Josh Allen did a bunch of runs up by 200 points, and I was losing my mind. This is the most important player on this team. Why the hell are you running quarterback draws? Or he's, If you don't want him to run, don't call a pass, because if everybody's covered, he's going to take off. At one point, somebody hit him. His left leg was up behind his head. His right leg was over here somewhere. And I'm looking at him like, what the hell? You have no shot, in my opinion, if he gets hurt. Right. The team around is great, but he... It was who's, like, your, who's your backup? Doesn't even matter. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Ooh, wow. Who's not bad. He's right. serviceable. Right. But he is not Josh Allen. Right. Again, he had 13 straight before the interception. Case Keenum just came out of, from Washington. What was he before? No, he was either Cleveland or Houston or somewhere else. He's been everywhere. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a he's solid. A journey, he's a journeyman. He's not, he's a solid backup. Right. But you need Josh Allen, so you do not need him running the ball, especially when you're up by 21 points at the end of the game, a team getting pissed off. After won the Super Bowl at home, mad you're destroying them, and some guy pops an ankle, twisting right. twist an arm. You know I, what I mean? I'll take it a step further and say that, okay, you're looking at it from a, a catastrophic place where serious injury happens. I'm looking at it from just uh, preponderance of hits. You know what I'm saying? You want to yeah. limit the type, the amount of hits because if he takes one of those, if you could reduce those types of hits yeah. by one every game, you're good. Imagine how much fresher he'll be come playoff. Time. And that that's one that's in the broadcast last night. They're they're looking. It's a Super Bowl a Super Bowl run for Buffalo. You need Josh Allen long term. So you he doesn't take direct hits, which is true. He doesn't take direct hits, but because he's bigger than even the linebackers out there, he's going to lower his head a few times. You don't need that, especially when you're up by 21 points. Especially the first week of the season, if it's in the playoffs, was it a home game? No, it was at at, at L.A. It was at L.A. Oh yeah, they, like I said, man, they beat them from the start of the start of the game. It oh, wasn't even my. close. How long were they in L.A.? Just I just got to know because I don't know because normally because if you do the stats and the you time, see about yeah, the, the time, it's like it always favors the home team. You know when it comes to having to travel uh, but, cross country like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's more coming east because going there it's you later. Gain, you gain some time. Yeah, but okay. even still. I would say you're you're playing later, so you could be like, tired. Used to going to bed at seven there, ten o'clock here, mm-hmm. but I think it's more that way because it's earlier. Okay, I think which doesn't because, make any sense because you should be yeah, more energized. Because I would think but you wake up earlier, around. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I would think it's other but way you're around. right. Crossing the country in general, and they got beat down badly. Like oh it was my it was bad. Like I said, Buffalo had four turnovers and a kick out of bounds that led to all their points. You know, Buffalo got a, got three interceptions, I think, on, on and, F- and Stafford fumbled, but I was able to recover it as well. But well, Buffalo looked good. It's it's my opinion. It's their season to lose with um, bad play and injuries. So, just out of curiosity, and you know, we're gonna mark the tape because we're gonna look back at this at the end of the season. Yeah. But where? Well, listen to your point. I was reading. I you know, I get all my sports from reading. I don't actually watch sports other than basketball. But they're the number one. Number one seed. I mean, they're they You're are the, the, favorite, the peren- yeah. per- per- perennial favorites for this year, by a long shot. Yeah. What do you think will happen at the end of the year if they don't win it all? Do you think there's going to be a shakeup, or you think that this team they can hold this team for a while? Um, not a shakeup. 
I would say they may may be one or two changes on defense. I think I don't think it would do much with the offense. Okay. Uh, the the stars anyway. I think you might get one or two changes on defense, regardless if they win or lose. I, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, how did um, the defensive end do? Um, Who? Miller? Vaughn, yeah. yeah. I think he had two and a half sacks. Really? Yeah. He, he had a half sack, then a full sack. Then he, I think he got two. I think I, I think the stat was two sacks, a couple batted balls. He was doing good last night. Man, they missed him. They missed him. I, I, I was very surprised they let him walk. Well, he only very... signed half a year, and he, he came over mid-year. They got him for a specific reason. That reason ended up panning out. Right. And that was in Buffalo. And I did. And, and the reason why I mentioned that, like, he was freeing up for Aaron Donald a little bit, because last night, Buffalo had seven sacks. Their linemen were coming from all over the place. Because Von Miller had two, three guys on him most of the night, and Buffalo's other guys he, showed up. He is their best lineman. He is the Don, um, what's the Rams guy's name again? Um, um, Aaron Donald. He, he is the Aaron He's, Donald for, yeah. the, for and, the Buffalo Bills? Well, he, I would say, yeah, we have a guy, Ed Oliver, who's fantastic. Linebackers are great. And and Von Miller being a good outside, a great outside linebacker, he's he's getting at least double teamed. So the other guys have to step up mm-hmm. when they're now they're doubling Aaron Donald on the Rams. There's no one no one's stepping up. Right. There, like I said last night, Miller had a half sack, a sack. Maybe maybe they credit total as two, but Buffalo had seven total sacks. So at presence back and forth, if one guy's getting through, they got to double this regular guy. Miller's going to tee off on him. Across the board, Buffalo had no weaknesses except for unfor- two fumbles, an unfortunate um, interception. interception. But real quick, do you know why they let Vaughn go? I think he just, signed, he just signed a one-year deal. They took you know, his yeah, contract. What I'm saying, but they had an opportunity because I remember at the end of the season he said, "I don't know, I'm gonna." So you have no idea. Probably money. He probably wanted more. Buffalo had an opportunity to pay him more. I you, guess you know what Buffalo's paying him. I don't know. I know it's six years. Something six like that. years. Yeah. I mean, isn't Von Miller like 31, 32? No, I think he's like, uh, he spent six years, six or seven years with Denver, and then a half year last year with... um, So that dude is going to retire a Buffalo Bill. That's the word on the street, and the word on the street is never wrong. Von Miller's age. He was born in 89. 33 years old. I, yeah. Yeah, I was right. He's 33 years old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. goodness gracious, man. How much is that guaranteed, man? Goodness. I don't know. Let me see. 33. Oh, 10 years. Yeah, last night they said like six years with Denver. 10 years with Denver, a half a year last year with the Rams. And and he signed a six-year contract with Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, he's going to ride it out. He's probably going to get three years out of him. Yeah, that's my and hope. Then, I hope then, in the next three years, right. Buffalo's got to get at least one Super Bowl in the next three years. Huh. I, I, w- I would say I wish you well, but, you know, you got to go through. <laughs> go through who? <laughs> Miami's going to finish at the bottom of that division. Oh, my goodness. You think so? I know so. Okay. Mark the tape. Mark it down. Mark the tape. Miami will finish at the bottom of that division. Mark the tape. And listen, I'm not even going to give you any rebuttals because I don't know what's going on. But mark the tape. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's knowing that New England no longer has their offensive coordinator and their defensive guy is their ha- – Co-offensive coordinator, and that's with the Jets being the Jets. And Listen, this, this is Wilson turning into a hurt. whole sports segment, so we might as well just flesh this out a little bit. Well, we got four percent for the okay, and I got to go too. But I just, I just want to bring this up. This is going to be a real test to me about uh, Bill Belichick, because remember, and I don't even know if you know this, but before Flores even came to Miami, he. Um, at least two years, maybe three, didn't even have a defensive coordinator, 
right? Didn't even label anybody defense coordinator. Who? Uh, the New England Patriots. No, yeah. And then now they have Josh Allen who leaves, and they have two defensive-minded coaches taking over who? offense. Uh, New England. No, not, not Josh Allen. I'm sorry. Um, Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. He's with the Raiders. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Jack, Josh McDaniels. That, that might be the best division in the NFL, the, the AFC West. But here it is. You have this offensive juggernaut who leaves – and instead of finding replacing him with another officer juggernaut, you take two defensive guys and say, "Okay, run our offense." Yeah, I don't. No, no. Listen, listen, listen. So either one or two things are going to happen here. Yeah. And we're going to know very, very quickly. Either one, Belichick is a genius, and I mean, and and I'm telling you, he's going to be a genius, and no one's going to be able to argue to argue the fact about it. And it's going to be like, yes, this dude, he knows what he's talking about. Shut up when he when, when he's talking, right? Yeah. Or two. His arrogance is going to get the best of him, and people, and, and this is going to be his demise. Where people are going to say, "Yo, man, you just—I I half you, understand that. You just don't think your shit's. You just don't think your your poop smells good. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I half, I half believe that because it does. You don't just turn a team around in the NFL. It takes two or three years to get the right guys going and good system going. So he had a rookie quarterback last year with McDaniel's. Now the rookie still there. Now it's a second year guy, but the quarter, but the um. McDaniels is gone, right. so you got to get a new guy in. Right now, there's no new guy, so there's two guys. Maybe next year they get a new guy. So even if, if now again, if they go and win the Super Bowl, then 100. percent But you're talking about uh, the New England. No, but listen, if they make it the playoffs, can we say that? Okay, I, I think regardless, because of those situations, you have you didn't get time to get a, or maybe you didn't get time, or it could be arrogance. You didn't get another offensive coordinator, or maybe there's not a good one out there right now. Maybe you maybe you know this is a rebuilding year. You're not going to put all your eggs in one basket. See what you have, and then next year start over again. Who knows? That will be overlooked because that very well could be Bill Belichick's plan. This is a lost cause already. We see Buffalo's is top division. We see the a- AFC East is strong. Yeah, the gap is so yeah. We're, so, so why are huge. we going to go nuts right. when let's just see what we have? Use the whole because he's done this when he was good. Use the whole season. As preseason, mm-hmm. they're going to make the playoffs no matter what. We're always in the easiest division. Buffalo Jets and Miami sucked for years. You beat one or two other teams, guaranteed um, for uh, first round bye, maybe even home field. You had to really deal with Peyton Manning and nobody else. So they always treated the regular season as just kind of like, eh, we'll figure it out. Now, if you deem, now who knows if he does because he's, he's most of these guys have ego. The, t- the the season already quote unquote is a lost cause. You have there's with what you have going on, you may not have a chance. Let's see what we got and go for it. You know what I mean? And, and listen, that's interesting, and I can actually but that, see that. But that'll be overlooked because if he loses the media, because the media loves to hate him and love Tom Brady. But listen, I'm but mm. I'm glad that you backed me off the edge. Like you, I, I made it very binary. It's either one or the other, and you're telling me no, there's another option. So I'm glad about that. It's so, non-binary, right? It's not so. <laughs> So it's non-binary. So I'm going to I'm going to take that in consideration and see what happens at the end of the year. Because yeah. you're right. Because think about it. The year that he brought in um, Brady, no, Matt lefty. Castle, um, no, the lefty. No, no. Uh, Who you know? Uh, what team are you talking about? New England. Uh, before cool. this guy, before um, Mac Jones, Cam Mac Newton, Jones, Cam Newton. Yeah. Before when he brought in Cam Newton, he knew that was a throwaway year. But he, he, he was he, hoping he'd have some because their defense was really he good. He knew it was a throwaway year. He yeah. just absolutely knew. He said, like, if this guy can give me something, we'll be lucky. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? But, you know, bets are, chances are he's not, you know? So 
I think that you're right. There's a good possibility. Because if their defense mind, is good and right. the quarterback doesn't make any mistakes, you could be in most games. Right. And hopefully that lucky bounce at the end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oregon, it could be, listen, man, we see what we got. Let's see what we actually have. Let's well, see what we have So going we're not going to know the answer to this until next year. Because basically, depending on how his coaching staff is set up, yeah. that's how we're going to know. Yeah. Was, this a, was this temporary or was this— Yeah, if they run through yeah. it and get to the playoffs, we're going to keep it this way. If right. we're, okay, we need to get something, we need to get a new system, whatever, right. we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Good stuff. Go Buffalo. All right, everybody, that's the show. Go Heat. Have a— That's the wrong time <laughs> of year, man. Have a very good day. I hope you had a good weekend. We hope you had a good weekend. Have a good week. Talk to you again soon. Peace.